Ready? I guess. What are we ready for? Episode four. A new, a new podcast episode. A new. I think episode. that's what we said last time when we tried to record this. Yeah, probably. Uh, hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back and listening again. Uh, this welcome. is not you. You're not here listening. You're here talking. Well, so. Maybe I'll listen later. Yeah. Although maybe. historically, that's not been the case. Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is Off the Crossbar, episode four of a uh, Real Salt Lake podcast. I'm Jason Greenwood, here again with Matt Montgomery, Trevor Brady, same crew as last week and the original week. We're sorry. Yeah, sorry to put you through <laughs> this again, but uh, we're here to talk about uh, Real Salt Lake, and let's get into it with last week's match, a 1-1 draw with the LA Galaxy. What'd you guys think? I don't remember the match. I fell asleep. It was... <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a match to introduce someone to the sport of soccer. It wasn't a night to remember? No. no. Isn't that a movie? I don't know. It's like a classic. It's something. A classic movie starring Joao Plata scoring the first goal and coming off in the 30th minute? No, because that didn't happen. Yeah, Sala. That sounds like a depressing movie. Salo scored. <laughs> Poor Plata, man. Yeah. I know. Playing so well. Been playing so well. Oh, well, yeah, if you missed the match, don't plan on seeing Plata for. Three weeks at least. Yeah, two or three weeks. Two he said three weeks, weeks on, on Facebook. So I'm sure the team loved him announcing his health status <laughs> all over social media. Yeah, you, who, who it's it? not it was, too uncommon though in in this league. It's it's interesting like that. Yeah, it was Kassar or Garth or somebody came out and said, "Well, we don't know if it's going to be three weeks. It might only be one or two, Which I don't know who to believe. A hamstring yeah, a lot of that's injured. down to the individual. So yeah, he, he's definitely injured. So yeah. we won't see him against Toronto. But oh, it was a, his old his old stomping ground. Match was a bit of a bore fest. Yeah, why was it so boring? Uh, didn't a lot of it came down to the referee? I mean, honestly, I know nobody likes to blame referees, and we're the last people to try to blame the referees. But yeah, yeah we tried to stay. Away but from. he uh, he was not great. He was a replacement ref, right? No, he, he wasn't. Was not a replacement. Yeah. ref. This might be the only league where when the referees that are normal come back, the quality goes down. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It, oh, it was. There's a lot of whistling. Yeah. yeah. A lot of whistling, a lot of non-whistling, like... Yeah. Rob Friend could go down in a heap, and the whistle would just suddenly go, and... And our guys would fall down in a heap, and the whistle would not go. Yeah. yeah. He was... And then it evened out. It, it evened out. It evened end, out. Yeah. It, was it probably did, but... I don't know. My home bias makes me feel like, without looking at numbers... LA got an awful lot more calls than we did, and yeah. that may be wrong. But. And an awful, an awful lot more cheap calls, too. Yeah, yeah. but there regardless, were... there was a lot of just calls in the game that really just And the, the those flow. games always kind of kill us just because of the way we play. Yeah. Like, so much of it depends on the flow and keeping yeah. the ball moving. Yeah, when we lose flow, and, and LA knows this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that that was probably part of their game plan, was yeah, to disrupt just, it as much as possible. So. Very, uh, reminds me a little of uh, Stoke City. Yeah. QPR. <laughs> the beautiful <laughs> game. Yeah. Hashtag beautiful game. Yeah. The comma. But so the big news out of the match probably plot to be an injured. Yeah. Yeah. Had we had a we had a cheap little yellow card against Sabria. Oh yeah. Che- it, it, well, cheap yeah. on his part. It was yeah. just like <laughs> it was it, a Sabo being Sabo sort of moment. I mean, I, I haven't seen him do anything like that really in a while. Yeah, like, but yeah. it's not the first but time it, it's happened. Yeah, yeah, it's not surprising. He just went and laid on AJ De La Garza and caught him and. Well, uh, it's whatever. And much to uh, Bruce Arena and uh, what's his name? Donovan. Donovan. Landon Donovan had worse. And now Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson. Uh, much to their you know, 
Chagrin. Unhappiness. Chagrin, that's a good word. Is that a good word? That's Chagrin. a great word. All right. Uh, much there, chagrin slash unhappiness slash hashtag yeah. gill swag. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, but Sabo yeah. wasn't suspended. Yeah. He's still here. Yeah. Cool. Four more years. Four. <laughs> four. Yeah, how long does this contract run? Three years? I don't know. It's a while. But uh, no suspension, so we can plan on seeing him this weekend. Unless, you know... The news breaks tomorrow that he's suspended. Yeah, and that's always a possibility. It's, it's a possible. possibility. Let's not. I'm not anticipating. I'm it. not anticipating it either. But given like appeals processes, yeah, like there is a, I'd say a small possibility. Small possibility, happen. yeah. So if you're listening to this and he was suspended, uh, well, that's what you get for. You should be used to us. us being wrong by now. Yeah, yeah. We after our Icopara incident. Our Icopara, yeah. uh, Carlos Salcedo was my favorite so far. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What was another good one? Aaron Mond. Yeah. Yeah. Kwame, when we forgot he existed. Oh, yeah, we completely forgot about Kwame. In the Luke Mulholland. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow, nothing we got wrong. Luke some more. People haven't talked about him enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. So, uh, what are we going to do without Joao? Little Joe. I would plan on probably seeing Garcia and Sabo this weekend. I think Unless so. Sabo Pretty... gets suspended, but I don't like Yeah, Sabo. if Sabo gets suspended, it throws a wrench. I wouldn't anticipate it. I would definitely anticipate Garcia to start regardless. Yeah. Um, I mean, even, even if Sabo comes out, Sandoval's been training. We don't know if he's ready to go. He may, probably isn't, but... He definitely won't start. Yeah. No, he's not so, ready yet. He might make the bench, though. I mean, he Probably was training fully going today. Off. Everybody could hear it, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I hope not. I was trying to turn it off. Mm, but Good. I would expect Garcia and Sabo. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad pairing. I mean, do you think we people see... have been, I guess, weren't thrilled with Garcia's performance against LA? Uh, but... There was nothing to be thrilled about. Yeah, but yeah like, there really wasn't. He wasn't bad. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. He was just. He, eh. he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He yeah. Ran. Tried hard, got to balls, sometimes didn't. He showed a lot of hustle and spirit. <laughs> That's one thing I hear people like a lot. Yeah. Yes. And good crossing. Yeah. Good crossing. And it seemed like he, cross. he seemed really isolated a lot when he did get up there. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It seemed and, like and he was supported very often. That's kind of not well, unusual we were, for Garcia. He kind well, of, they kind of, they kind of make Garcia chase the ball a couple times. And he was kind of tired. And not him. chase the ball. Uh, I mean, like, he, we as a side were tired by that. Yeah. Point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's a great thirty-minute player. He can outrun everybody for thirty, for 30 minutes. minutes yeah. Sixty yeah. minutes by the end of the match, he'll be basically at everyone else's levels. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do we think? Like, I don't know. Javi looked tired. Luis looked tired. Ned Grabovoy looked kind of tired. Everybody until did. he came out for Luis. Yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. I mean, the first I... Ned substitution we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Well, after the match too. Uh... Borchers made a point that it was the altitude, which a lot of people are like, oh, that's just an excuse, but that's actually legitimate. I mean, yeah, we're you said we talk away about that from all elevation the time. for the amount of time that they have been, and then you come back in and play in it, it's going to affect you. Regardless of how long you've played here and yeah. all that, it's still going to affect Shirts you. Starts craning in the Swiss Alps. Yeah. 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 That would be pretty cool. Yeah. They also, <laughs> um, one of the players mentioned that a few weeks ago, and I think it kind of flew under the radar, um, Kassar's training isn't as as fitness focused as crisis was hmm. we might just be seeing some of that i mean yeah it's possible but it, after it, three games like we're never yeah yeah, yeah that's right i mean it, it's definitely too early but at the same time maybe yeah something, it's something, something to just to keep in the back of your mind that. i would i i don't know occam's racer comes to mind like yeah. let, let's talk about what we know and yeah, then the unknowns yeah. Yeah. keep keep to a low point 
That's Occam's Racer, man. I thought uh, Gil, Gil played really well. Yeah. Oh, he was fantastic. About high Just, like, zipped around everybody. Yeah. And it was he, insane. I mean, he was he would... skipping through LA's midfield and defense, no problem. And, yeah. Uh, he, like, there, there was a time he beat, what, like, three, four, maybe five? Yeah. Players yeah. just on the dribble. Yeah, he he wanted to be on the ball, and Gil plays better when he wants to be on the ball and is on the ball. Yeah, I thought it was maybe one of his his best performances on the ball. Uh, his passing wasn't perfect. Uh, there were a few like just groan worthy moments with his passing where he'd do something fantastic and it would just yeah turn into nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that happened to everybody. Yeah, on Saturday. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, like, a low-passing percentage game for Hoffy, for Kyle. Yeah, nobody really stood out. But nobody really stood out for L.A. either. Yeah. Yeah. They had a couple of good attacks, and Robbie King got his goal, but... Yeah, that was really, like... That was a boring match. Yeah. Uh, Less boring was the crowd. Yeah, crowd was great. Home opener. Everyone was early. Which is a miracle in and of itself. Praise Kassar. Yeah, praise (laughs) Hail Kassar. (laughs) But uh, let's make that the regular thing instead of just the special occasion to get your commemorative card stock. Yeah. Being in the seats early made a huge difference. Yeah, well, and, like, the team actually got, like, a real pop when they came out to, like, for for pre-game training. Yeah. Yeah. There was... That's cool. Full seats. It was nice to see. Of course, it was a little, um, like, you'll always have the other side, the... uh, the west side leaving a little early but yeah but given that match like if i pay yeah. for the expensive seats i'd leave early too see that's what <laughs> i don't get like if you're gonna pay for the most expensive seats wouldn't you want to get the most value out of them yeah you would think so i don't know i guess you're probably not thinking about value in the same way probably not hmm. yeah what about the tifo it's great fantastic car, dis- car display was great the yeah, south was, tifo was awesome i don't think anyone really knew when to put the card display up yeah. So I just sat there with mine, kind of hanging. I think a couple people did it, and it just kind of spread. Yeah. yeah. So. And but, they put it on the thingy. The, oh, did they? The display. Yeah, they put it on. Once they put it up, then everybody kind of yeah. followed suit. Yeah, it, it looked, looked good. really good. Oh, yeah, all the pictures that came out of it looked really good. Yeah, the team put together that video with Dunny's radio call. Yeah. And Dunny was fantastic. And Dunny's just a master of... Dunny is pretty... Making me weepy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Dunny. He has that effect on everyone. Good man. Especially in his crossbar challenges. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the match. Do we have anything else? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think so. It was nice to see, uh, like I said, see us not give up 20-something shots again. But yeah. part of that, a lot of that came down again to LA's shape. It was two, two diamonds playing against each other. The ball's just going to get suffocated in the middle of the field. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what happened. I mean... Yeah, like every player has a counterpoint. So yeah. yeah. And I think... Um, Schuler being back might have had a little bit to do with. Schuler was great. Them yeah. I mean, not having as many shots. People, people were knocking Schuler saying he should have, should have stepped up sooner on Keane, but probably Keane's probably still going to be uh, in that yeah. situation. Yeah, the thing you, is, like, you, he tried not to commit too far in the wrong direction, and yeah. Robbie Keane went the ostensibly other. the wrong direction, yeah. like the direction you're less likely to score. The from. near post, yeah. And how often is Romano get beat near post? That was not, very, not a goal that yeah, he gives up very often. But if he's right. going to get beat, it's going to be by Robbie Keane. Yeah. I mean, especially Robbie Keane going one-on-one against any center back in the league like that. And yeah. goalkeeper, he's going to beat him seven times out of ten. The it's thing, too bad we don't have Rafa Marquez. The thing, too, that like, <laughs> yeah. like we've talked about and me and Wes have talked about is sometimes our, our fan base, they don't realize that it doesn't always boil down to us being bad. Sometimes the people on the other team are just better. Just better. Robbie yeah. Keane is 
you could easily say the best player in the league. Yeah, he's and, uh, he's easily up there. Yeah. Tremaine uh, Defoe might be in the equation. We'll talk oh, about Oh, yeah, after two matches. Yeah. This, I'm not going to disagree with that. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> Guys, I, I need... Yeah, we need to take a break. Oh. <laughs> Toronto FC, uh, newly reimagined. The world champions of the soccer game. Yeah, the greatest team that's never won anything. It's really remarkable how apparently they're the best in the league after two games. Two games against not necessarily great teams. DC United and Seattle. Seattle being uh, notably pretty bad so far. Yeah, I mean they won. But it is still only two games of the season, so it's really difficult. Three games to know. Of the season. Oh, three games. Okay. Three games for us, two for them, right? Yeah, true. But uh yeah, I mean DC are still bad. Really, yeah. really bad. And Seattle they beat Montreal that didn't have DeVio, so Yeah. And Montreal without DeVio might as well not even play. Yeah. I mean they depend so they much on that. Have them, not so. been very good without him. No, they've never been good without him. So but focusing on Toronto, I mean they they're probably better than last year. Yeah, but <laughs> probably yeah. But they, they've got saying, like four players that make them better than last year, and that's it. Yeah. Beyond that, they are as good as last year. Yeah. Uh, four, for only four players, some of whom will be gone for the World Cup. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how Toronto are... how Toronto do over the World Cup. Yeah, those four players are nothing to laugh good. about. Yeah. So I mean, should we go through? We've got Michael Bradley. Yeah, he's all right, I guess. Who's uh, not better than Kyle Beckerman, according to one. Nat Borchers. What's his full name? Nathaniel? Um, Nate. You just took the E off. Yeah, no, Nate, Nate Borchers. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> oh, Nate Borchers. If, if I thought he was listening, uh, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> Whatever. He yeah, I mean, Michael Bradley, who's, who's clearly very good. Very good. Uh, and he's, he's exactly the kind of player that Toronto has always needed and never got. They needed some guy who could... Play in the midfield, connect the defense and the offense, and they've they've never had that player. Yeah, it's a rare sort of player. I mean, most teams in the league don't have that player. That's true, but Toronto, more than anybody else, were buying all kinds of players, getting all kinds of big names over the past however many years, and they never got that right player. This is the one, the first one that makes sense for them. Yeah, I think he is that. They brought in a bunch of big names. I'm not being argumentative. No, like big names, but not not quite at this level. They tried. Yeah, they've always tried to bring in big names. Big name. Then Greg came along and and started from the bottom. Now they're here. Yeah, I don't get it. It's a Drake song. Anyways, Mm. um, yeah, Bradley's great. Defoe's really good. And the thing about Defoe too, and and I might have talked to you about this, is everyone thinks that this is like a retirement gig for Defoe. He's still got a couple. He's of what, like seventy five? Yeah. yeah, he's like thirty, thirty one. He's got. Is a he couple that old? He's got a solid couple of years ahead. Yeah, of him. and he's at least definitely still trying to make the World Cup squad. Oh, he is thirty one. Yeah, it's pretty clear that he wants to play for England at the World Cup, and he's and not going to really, do that by retiring. Uh, getting into the England World Cup squad shouldn't be too difficult. <laughs> no, uh, one of the keys is getting out of England. Yeah, apparently. Uh, but I always think it's remarkable when an English player goes abroad, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. It, it would actually be, I don't know if historic's probably not the right word, but the last, I think, two or three World Cups, England has been one of the only teams to have all of their players playing in their home country. Yeah. So if Defoe makes it, he'd be 
Probably the first in, like I said, at least two or three. I'd have to look yeah. it up again, but... Well, no, because two World Cups ago, Owen Hargreaves was still with Bayern Munich, wasn't he? Two World Cups Oh, yeah. Ago. He could have been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm. I think so. Good call. Maybe not. Mr. Unicorn. Still, it'd be cool. Yeah. Well, no, he was with the United eight years ago, I think. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. We'll He's the only guy I can think of who played internationally since, like, Steve McManaman. McManaman, man, man, man. Oh, I But, uh... Yeah, Defoe, Bradley, Gilberto, who hasn't been bad. I mean, he's yeah. could be he's very DP. good. Yeah, could be could be really good. We'll maybe. see. I mean, anytime it's, you bring in a player that's pretty unknown with a DP tag, like yeah, it's going to be exciting because yeah, it, you'd hope they did the right thing and did really their due diligence. Yeah, and we'll it'll see. like I, like I was saying, it, it'll be really interesting to see how Toronto play over those World Cup games without yeah. Bradley and possibly without Defoe and definitely without Cesar. I mean, yeah. are they going to go back to being Toronto FC? <laughs> or yes. Probably, but at the same time. like, But they have Jackson. Get... <laughs> oh, but yeah, not for have, this game. They did have Jackson. Yeah, no Jackson this game. Sorry, Ryan Nelson. Your player got suspended, not ours. Yes. So. That elbow. That elbow. That elbow, though. That elbow. Totally deserves suspension. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Just a nice elbow to the ribs. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Arno did instigate it. I guess. We need to look into that, but... Uh. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that puts us in a, I mean, not the easiest position, but is it really a difficult one? I'd rather face them in the beginning of the year when they're still all getting used to each other than at the end of the year. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, their first two games, like, yeah, they won, but they didn't exactly play spectacularly. They beat DC 1-0 at home. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they haven't looked as good as people would hope but they are winning games which is still better than what toronto has done in the past yeah it's a points historic occasion yeah and historic i fault. think they said it's the first time they've ever won their first two games yeah which is the most tfc stat ever yeah that's really good but good for you it was nice to see their stadium full again too just yeah. from like yeah. a the league yeah, perspective because everyone forgets before all the cascadia teams came out and taught everyone else how to support their team toronto used to like set the standard yeah you know, for the league i mean and then they Torontoed and, then, and, and then, well, even, even when they were Torontoing pretty hard, they still had yeah, pretty decent support. Years, yeah, I don't blame people for. But I think they said this year they the sold like eighteen thousand season tickets or they, something. They like sold that. out their entire. Allotment. Yeah, they capped their season capped ticket it. allotment. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They do have a nice population base to grow, to draw on too. Yeah, Toronto's a big city. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize how big of a city Toronto is. It's a big city, so, and it needs it's like a successful. Sports a Salt Lake City and a half, right? Yeah. Or maybe like two. Yeah, and they, they need a team in Toronto to be successful, and I think Toronto FC might finally be that team that brings some kind of success maybe. to the city. Yeah, which would be awesome and for the, them. Like Matt was saying, the population there is. It's a good fit for the sport. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of immigrants from South America who live in yeah. Toronto. A lot of yeah. Europeans that have moved to Toronto. So, yeah, it's one of those world cities. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's move back to the match. What do we think about Kyle Beckerman and Michael Bradley facing off? Like, how cool is that to see like two very similar styles? Honestly, of play? like beginning of the season, I circled this game and I'm I'm really excited to see that. I think Bradley and Beckerman are without doubt the two best. Um, defensive midfielders in the league. Um, but what about Osvaldo Alonso? What about Osvaldo Alonso? But, uh, no, I just... I I think it's it will be great to see those two guys on the same field against each other. That's just yeah. one thing I've really been excited for. Yeah, Do you I think they'll neutralize each other I think, at all? I think they kind of might, but 
they're they're both you know technically they play the same position but they both play that position so differently yeah like Beckerman is much more of like a natural camp out in front of the back line sort of number six I mean he pushes forward when it's necessary but Bradley is a box to box defensive midfielder yes yeah. he's up and down the field all the time and that and Beckerman we've seen that more this year. I mean, the first three games this season. Yeah, he's well, we saw it, I think, than, in the second half of last year. Yeah, so. than traditionally. But, like, when he plays with the national team, he just anchors right in front of the back line. Yeah, yeah where Michael so, Bradley moves up further, which is why I think they play perfectly together if Jurgen Klinsmann ever gave them the chance. Yeah, if you're listening, Jurgen. Hey, JK. Yeah. Give it a shot. Ch- give it a shot. A chance. I combined a words there. Chance. Give it a chance. Give it a Did I cross the line? I don't no, so. Am I trying no. to cross the line now? I think you're you trying are. too hard. Oh, no. You gotta let that come naturally. Oh. Like Alan Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna talk about you in San Jose again. Oh. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I think they could play well together for the national team, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, could. Yeah. I think it'll. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Toronto's too new of a team with too many new players to yeah. really. They depend know a lot on young guys, too. I mean. What's their biggest opportunity against them? Probably against their back line. Exploiting their back line. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> did, you just, did you say black line? No, I oh, said back line. said back line, I'm pretty sure. I'm uh, positive I, I said back I line. I saw no. Jason laugh. I laughed because I saw you start to laugh. But anyways, yeah, I, I think their <laughs> back line is definitely their weak point. I mean, yeah. You can't say that... You, you look at their fullbacks and point. their fullbacks in their first two games had around, I think... It's safe to say averaged 50% passing accuracy. Yeah. yeah. 50%. Yeah. yeah, it's not great. If we had a player with 50% passing accuracy, we'd throw them off a bridge. Yeah. Twice. Not literally. We'd uh, probably miss half the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, their, their back line's still not solid. Caldwell's really good. Yeah. Bloom is... Bloom's played pretty well. Well, I mean, he's not a good passer, that's for sure. No. Uh, and if you don't have your fullbacks like connecting with Michael Bradley, you're like the point of having Michael Bradley is lost. Especially yeah. if they're, I mean, with the the press that we play, and the diamond, you can't have your fullbacks passing at fifty percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be good that. for us. It'd be great for us. I can't wait. But yeah, that's that's definitely their weak point. It's kind of like what we ha- outlined against San Jose. It's just pressing the fullbacks and. The way that Kassar seems to have the teams lined up tactically is to take advantage of that more this year with our fullbacks pressing forward yeah. and more play from the wings yeah. and stuff like that. Tony Beltran might get a, a few good looks. Maybe. And he still he Tony could he could score a hat trick and he wouldn't please some of his some of his haters, but Tony Beltran is I don't get the Beltran hate. Yeah. I, I don't. He's easily the most solid, consistent player on the team. That's a bit of an exaggeration. But he is definitely one of yeah. one of the most. There's a reason players. that he's in the game every single. Yeah. Every. In the yeah. Lineup. There's, there's, there's like no question. question. It's always yeah. Beltran at that spot, unless he's injured. Which I mean, I would I happen. would think that Winger would be more of a question than Beltran. Yeah. And that's nothing against Winger. That's just kind of speaking to Beltran's. Like you absolutely know what you're getting out of Beltran every single match. Yeah. Yeah. He'll push up well. He'll. Instead of crossing the ball needlessly, he'll play players in. Yeah, he's he'll actually great like form triangles on the on the right flank. As a fullback, you're allowed to pass the ball. People don't realize that you don't have to, you don't have to be Danny Alves and cross it every time you pass yeah. the half. Yeah. But defensively, he, defensively, he's one of the best right backs in the league. Yeah, absolutely. One on one defending, he's an intelligent defender too. Yeah, I mean, 
Very smart. That was exactly where to be. He shut down Landon Donovan twice. Yeah. He's shut down a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, he, he shuts down Landon Donovan all the time. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what one well, of I mean, his he, selling points, I think. He's no if you James had to buy Riley. him at the store, like, shuts down Landon Donovan, it would be a bullet point on the back of the box. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Not that I'd ever buy my own personal Tony Beltran. If there were strongly you consider would. it. I'd strongly consider it, but I think you he would. I'd buy him just to free him. I think he deserves to be free. That's fair. Alright. But yeah, TFC, I mean yeah. back to TFC. Yeah. Their back line's definitely the the weakness going into the match. So, I mean what's their strength? They've got a really fast guy. Defoe's Germ- looked really good. German yeah. Defoe. And the th- the other thing too is Germain. Just a point to highlight is you can't have the cut type of clearances that we've had in some of the matches oh, this year with yeah. Jermaine Defoe around because he's all over them. I mean, I'm yeah, gonna be, I might be biased because I'm a Spurs supporter or whatever. Oh. I've watched him play for a long time, but that's what what he thrives on is those second chance opportunities. Yeah, he doesn't and make necessarily make a ton of his own opportunities, but he's always there on a loose ball. In the box. And and we've given up a few of those loose balls. Like we've yeah. been lucky in our first three games, but Absolutely. cannot really be crushed by him too much. And having Ramondo, having Ramondo can counter that to a point because he holds the ball so well. Yeah, but Defoe but the, feasts against those keepers that don't hold the ball. Defoe is Back another keen type player. He's the guy that no matter how good we play, he can be better. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's an interesting dynamic, like the match with the team that were built the way we were, going up against the team that were built the way TFC were, which was yeah. with money. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Pure and simple. I mean, TFC, what, people million might not like to hear that, but that's the f- that's facts are facts. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm mean, looking at this match. Like, who? Like, do we expect any other changes from Jeff Kassar? I mean, you're gonna see something up top different than we've seen just because of injury. Yeah, but, but other than that, like, you, I, he might surprise somebody with a midfield move, but it would really surprise me. I think it's gonna be business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like it. business as usual. Yeah. That's kind do of we, our MO. Do we expect Schuler to start? Yeah. Definitely? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, there's always a possibility that he won't be, you know, fit, uh, that he'll uh, you know, have a recurrence of a foot problem. Um, but if we manage it well, we'll, be, we'll okay. see him. That's actually an interesting point, too, because from the two TFC matches that I have watched, they have not looked good defending set pieces. It's not one that of the really, strong, like... That's not one of the strong points yeah. of their game. Well, and with Schuler being back, me I help. mean, he, he's fantastic on set pieces. Yeah, yeah so which is Sabo weird because well. for so long he was awful on set pieces. Yeah, and now... Sabo is, is Sabo still. So, oh, yeah. That might be a... He'll always be our Sabarillo. He'll always be our Sabarillo. Exactly. But, no, I mean, that's probably something to focus on because they, they struggled against Seattle a little bit on set pieces and they didn't look great against DC from what I remember. But Yeah. They just didn't look great against DC in general. I know they won, but yeah, I mean it's early season, so, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, a lot of teams are still working it out, especially a team with new players who play such an important role. Yeah, yeah. luckily they'll still be working it out on Saturday. So. Absolutely. Yeah, so. and to be fair, I mean we've had the last seven years to kind of establish our style, but even still with Kassar, still working out a few kinks. Yeah, not nearly to the extent that TFC is, but well, they didn't have a system to like work the kinks they out of. Never have had a system, but yeah, it's so cool. The, the Ryan system. Nelson system, uh, the school of hard knocks. Do you think? Do you think Nelson makes it the whole season as a manager? 
Probably. Um, honestly, it, it, it might just be. Are the ex- I mean, sideshow putting out results uh, more than he like tactically. Oh, tactically, he's not going to make he's this not a, size. He's not a great no, manager. But that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like he might just because his players are good enough to keep winning. But there's the expectations are so high, it's, and they're already like elevating because of two wins. That if yeah. they hit a rough patch, he could be gone quick. Because if they're willing to spend that on players, I'm sure they're willing to spend some money on him. Yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah. So. But at the same time, Andre Villas Boas. Yeah, he's got a team now. He's in oh, Russia he for yeah, now. Yeah. For now. He's in it. They signed like a four-year contract. He signed a four-year contract with Tottenham too. And with Chelsea. <laughs> and Chelsea. I'd take him back in a second. I'd love to see I'd him in MLS. Back. We're in fourth place oh, in the How about Jose Mourinho? Oh. I would love to see Jose Mourinho just because nobody in the league has that kind of personality. No. Yeah. You know who in the league has that kind of personality? Jason Christ. And everyone hated him for it. Yeah. Jason Christ and Mourinho, like, head to head. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Have that'd Mourinho so run, like, the Red Bulls or something. And Christ Mourinho has said before that he wants to coach in the U.S. Not, like, anytime soon, but... He, I could see him coaching the national team. That'd be all right. It's on the table. That'd be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. That's Christ's job, I think, after Klinsman's. But anyways, <laughs> what are our predictions for this week's match? This weekend's match, even. I, th- I think we win. Mm. Good. Bold. Not not like... Descriptive. We don't win, like, completely. Like, it's not like we, a... We wait, wait, so we don't. It's, no, no, no. We it's not like a three-goal win. 75% win. It's like a two-goal, two like points. maybe a three-to-one type game. Three-to-one would be pretty... Yeah, that pretty sounds good game. to me. Three-to-one, two-to-nil, something like that. I'd go the three-nil. Three-nil? Uh, oh, really? You go three-nil? Three-nil. And uh, why, why would you say three-nil? After Ryan Nelson subs himself into the match uh, <laughs> by some miracle of MLS trickery uh, because his defenders apparently just aren't that good and yeah. thinks he can do better, uh, he... Forgets which side he's on once. Uh, that opens the scoring uh, at the start of the second half because he just passes it back. Ryan Nelson old goal? Is that what you're Yeah, Ryan Nelson old goal passed, uh, what's his name? Julius I think a Ryan, Cesar. Cesar. I think a Ryan Nelson old goal would be like the highlight of his time with TFC so far. That would be so, pretty good. Yeah. And then Ned Gravoy scores with his hair twice. That's fine. Ned needs to score more. Wait, did you say with his head or with his hair? I said with his hair. Okay, exactly. just making sure. Just comes out. <laughs> Jason? Uh, I, I'd probably go, I don't know, 3-1's pretty pretty good. I could see it being 2-1 maybe, but I, I still expect us to win. I just haven't been as impressed with TFC as everybody else has, I guess. Yeah, well, oh, I, I have one more element to my prediction. Yeah. Uh, Brian Denseth will be momentarily blinded by the uh, reflection from Michael Bradley's head in the hot Utah sun. At 7 p.m.? Yeah, when the sun's going down, it's its most... We better worry about angle. that on the east side. Michael Bradley better worry. Yeah. Bring your sunscreen, Michael. Yeah. Hope your staples are still secure in your head. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Here, yep, still here, still cool. recovering from the break. So, uh, let's talk about international stuff. International stuff, well, Toronto's an international. Are you talking team. about the Crimean crisis? No. Korean crisis, no, Crimean, Crimean, that's something that's happening. <laughs> well, it's not much of a crisis anymore, it's kind of done. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a crisis of sorts. Yeah. Russia. Jerks. Anyways, uh, you were referring to the U.S. The Mexico Bruce Arena match. of the world. Yeah. I don't know if that analogy works. I don't know if that's a good analogy. I specialize in really poor analogies. So, uh, Kyle Beckerman, Luis Gill, Nick Romando all called up to the U.S. men's national team. And yep. nobody's surprised. Michael Bradley, too. Oh, yeah, that guy. So, it won't it won't affect this weekend's match at no, all. Yeah. And it won't affect the weekend after, so... No, nope. midweek match, so... Cool. As long as there's no injuries. It's good to see Gill get another call-up. Yeah. You yeah. start to wonder if they might be taking, like, a serious look at taking him to the World Cup. I suspect so. Um, I, I I would genuinely be surprised if Gil gets called up to the World Cup. How I many players do we have that can play in that position I, and do it effectively? I think he should, but I would be surprised. I mean, he's got one. Cap. I will be. I, I think Gil what will have a, a real right to be upset if Julian Green goes to the World Cup and Luis Gil doesn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. As yeah, much hype as there is about Julian Green and everything, and you know. I'm sure part of getting him was selling got him on great his great YouTube highlights. Yeah, against second division German teams. Yeah. But Gil played really well against Korea. And he's yeah. played pretty well so far this year for the MLS. He was the only decent thing about the U20 World Cup last year. Yeah. The I mean, only decent. DeAndre Yedlin was a small bright spot. Did he go? I didn't think he went to Turkey. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. Yeah, he did. Gil... He might have earned the right to be there. If for nothing else, then nobody else can necessarily play that position the way that he can. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? You don't play Clint Dempsey there because he's clearly not a playmaker. No. Uh, how how long does Dempsey keep playing the way he is before he doesn't make a squad? Because you can't probably justify putting after, him in a team. It would have to be post-World Cup yeah. that he wouldn't make the squad. I mean, he's been awful for over a year now. Yeah. Well, for I mean, club, for sure. Yeah, Country, and, he's been serviceable. Okay. Yeah, but like Chris Wondolowski is serviceable. Yeah. Chris Mike Wondolowski's, McGee. Wondolowski is going to the World Cup. We all know that, right? That'd be weird. That would be weird. It would uh, probably that's happen, happening. But... Get comfortable with it. Oh, I'm not comfortable. I would rather have McGee, it. who's never made an international <laughs> appearance, than Wondolowski, because I think McGee brings more to yeah, the why, team. Why but... is McGee not on this roster? I thought for sure. Well, he's yeah. still injured. He hasn't played yet. Has he? Oh, I don't think yeah, he played. Yeah. He didn't oh. play against Portland. No. Well, that might do it. So, probably something to do with it. Yeah. But, uh, that's true. No, I mean, good for Gil, good for Nick. I'm kind of torn on Nick because it's awesome that he gets to go, but he never plays. Oh, he's well, going to play this time. He's going to oh, play. It's, so? it's him, Sean Johnson, and Bill Hamid. Oh, really? I thought it was the full group of. Uh, oh, no. No, there's no European people. Oh, yeah, so it will be Nick. Julian Green. Julian Green. That's right. He's the only European. Greeny. Greeny. We're give him a nickname now. It's a horrible nickname. Julie? You just added... You said Greeny. You just added a letter to his name. Julesy. Juliany. Can we just call him Jules? Jules. Can we just not give him a nickname? Dr. J. Can we call him (laughs) JG? No, no. He's now Dr. J. J. Greasy? J. Greasy. (laughs) Dr. Green? Paging Dr. Green. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it'll be interesting to see Julian Green. It'll be nice to finally see him maybe with some first team action since there's so much talk about him. Yeah. yeah, and then when he cool. has you know a bad twenty minutes, we can talk about how much of a bust he is because that's the way U.S. fans are. He's but... the worst player to ever play for the United States. Yeah, literally, oh, yeah. literally worse than Hitler. Never Hitler played, played for the United States. <laughs> no, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would but, be uh, a twist. No, uh, if it weren't, it'll, for World it'll War be nice II. to see him. It's always big when we play Mexico, even if it is just oh, yeah. a friendly. In Phoenix, that might be a home match for Mexico. No, it's going to be like. 
Yeah. yeah. Cool. Not I, quite LA, but we, we better get used to playing in front of hostile crowds. Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. If we can't play in front of you know a bunch of you know Mexicans and Mexican Americans and people who support the Mexican national team, like, then what good are we? Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, good for everybody. I'm I'm glad you're gonna explain. That's cool. Yeah. Kyle, uh, I'm sure Kyle will get some solid minutes too. Yeah. Kyle will probably get solid minutes. If well, you're listening, Klinsman, Kyle and Bradley, we might be on to something. Maybe. We're geniuses. Yeah. yeah. We, did have Genii, is that the... we did have over 100 listens last week. That's, so that's pretty wanna... good. Yeah. Humble brag. Oh, hashtag humble brag. Humble brag. Humble brag. Hashtag yeah. humble brag. And but, then, do we think Gil plays? Hashtag Absolutely. Hashtag. I think he plays. Oh, yeah. You don't take Klinsman's players. Klinsman's going to want to see him. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a full rotation at half. Clinton's going to be here this weekend. I don't know if you guys heard that. Let's wave to him. I'm excited. I hope I run into him. We should make a... We should go looking for him. I might fanboy. We should make a uh, Luis is going to Brazil banner. That's pretty weekend. We should just chant it all match. Yeah. (laughs) Or how about we are going to Brazil or... Yeah, that would make more sense. Or how about you aren't going to Brazil to Toronto FC? Because Toronto's not going to Brazil. Yeah. As a city, they're just not. It's just, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah, you're kind of rambling now. Shh. uh, (laughs) We all know this. (laughs) You don't have to bring it up. Jackson's not going to Brazil. That's true. Is he from Brazil? He is Brazilian. Oh, is he? Yeah. He might go to Brazil for the World Cup if he's bored. Maybe he'll get suspended again. Maybe. Do we have anything Probably. else to talk about it with international call-ups? Uh, no. no. I think we just need to move on to viewer questions. Ooh, listener questions. Listener questions. I don't know what they're viewing, but it's oh, everyone's we favorite. We don't need to know. Everyone's favorite time of the week. their business, I think. Listener questions. Let's get to the listener questions. I'm going to say that as many times as I can. Uh, hey, Jason, do you have any uh, listener questions? Yeah, I do. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. The first question. This is actually a really, really good question. Like, this might be one of the better questions we've had. I'm not being sarcastic right now. It's, uh, from Adam Hendrickson. It's, with the scale of the academy that could be built at the El Corazon site in San Diego, why wasn't that the site that was the main target from the beginning of the deal? I think it maybe comes down to a public land thing, and, like, maybe that would have proved more fruitful... Uh, and like hotel work, maybe. It might just be a timing thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Oceanside site may have just become available first, so they said, "Well, let's try it." You know. So yeah. it, it might just be a timing thing. I'm sure it's on their list, and I'm sure they're looking at it and well aware of the situation. But yeah, I don't know. If you I want to learn that, more about I mean, that, I mean, Wes, our former podcast. Almost co-host who will be back guest star guest star guest star that's a good word Ooh, we need more guest stars yeah julian green you wanna you wanna join <laughs> yeah second division jules greasy soccer. yeah jay greasy <laughs> jay greasy <laughs> but no i mean that's a that's a good question from adam and I, I think people should know despite what came out that that san diego deal is far from dead that one site isn't an option right now but Nobody goes into a real estate deal with one side in mind and then just gives up after that, doesn't it? Yeah. You mean that's not how Deloitte Hansen made his billions and billions? In the real estate business? Yeah. Yeah. That deal is probably going to happen at some point. It's just a matter of which side it's going to be. Yeah. And, I mean, it's Deloitte. He's 
gonna get tenacious. Yeah. He's like a bulldog. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of Alvaro Sabrio's bulldogs. To see Deloitte at the tailgate. On that was Saturday. fantastic. Yeah. If you guys weren't there, I wanted to give him a hug. For. He uh, kind of came down in his sweater and his khakis. It was dress shirt under his sweater collar. Of course, out. that's how you wear a sweater. Well groomed, well groomed, <laughs> always jovial. Had a supporter scarf, not a team store scarf. I was it a supporter scarf? Less. Yeah, huh. it was uh, nicely done by DLH, a man of the people. If there ever was one, <laughs> <laughs> I might have been reaching on that. This uh, this segment was not paid for or sponsored by the. Deloy Hansen Corporation. Yeah. I don't think that's what it's called. Let's, uh, let's move on <laughs> to the next question. Pepper, you keep contradicting me on these vital issues. I'm sorry. Uh, Max Wendler says, asks, not says, assuming Sabo and Garcia start up top, will they be able to make it work on Saturday against TFC? Uh, statistically, the answer would be probably not. But I think they can. I think most of their lack of cohesion in the past is probably just down to Garcia just being new, being young, still kind of figuring everything out. Um, I, I don't think it's that they can't work together. Um, I think they can. They just haven't quite figured it out yet. I don't think they've ever started together. No, I, they have. I, I think I they have once or twice. Yeah. But, but I mean, if, if they've known the whole week it's going to be yeah. him, they might have had the entire week to, to yeah, try that's, to work that's what um, doesn't work out. They were saying it was Sabo and Garcia um, have been training together this week. I mean, it's not a surprise. To build some kind of cohesion. But. And for me, it's not even necessarily cohesion between the two. It's cohesion... Uh, well, I guess the thing for me is that Plata, Findlay to a certain extent, uh, Devin Sandoval to a certain extent too, uh, and even Sabarillo, they all drop into the midfield a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, my concern isn't when we're out of possession. Garcia's fine with that. He'll he'll get back and he'll work as hard as he can because I don't think he knows anything else. No. Yeah. Uh, my concern is that in the attack, he he's too busy trying to stretch play, removes himself from the equation, allowing the opposition to not worry about him stretching Sometimes play. Sometimes he tries to stretch the play too soon. Yeah. Yeah. He just needs to get his timing down a little better. Yeah. Part of that's puts himself young. on an island I mean, yeah. a couple times. Once he gets on the ball, there's nobody near him because he's stretch too far yeah away from us and which is which is great we need someone to stretch that sometimes yeah. but but he can't do it all the time and he's, yeah. he's got to learn to pick and choose yeah uh, that'll help his fitness that'll yeah. help a lot of things oh yeah definitely with his fitness so i'm i'm confident he can make it work like he has all of the skill to make it work and he's got some some really good coaches behind him so. yes absolutely and he's so talented he's such a talented kid like you constantly hear the coaches talk about that like you know it might not always show up in his performances but he's just a really good soccer player. I mean, my only mean, concern with him is like Jason Kreisbot brought him in as a, you know ostensibly this like project. Yeah. Like here's this kid with a lot of raw talent. Jason wanted somebody who he could shape. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Now we all know how that there. went. Uh, that doesn't mean I think Garcia is done by a, any stretch oh, no. of the imagination, but but I think it's something to think about, like when we're we're t- assessing his performances. Yeah. yeah, it's like he was Jason Christ's player. Yeah, like, absolutely. If there ever was one, Jason's celebration after Olmos scored that goal against Vancouver last year was probably one of the greatest off his things head? that's ever. Off, or off off the bench. No, the one that he, the one he bent. 
Oh, like it's oh, okay. curved. And Christ just turned around and did like the uppercut to the air. Like just you never see Christ react to goals to that level. Yeah, yeah. But that was such a beautiful goal. It was. Oh, it'd be nice if we could see some more of that from Ole Miss whenever he feels like it. I'd be yeah. okay with that. But I don't. On, I don't me. think you could probably not wrong to say he's Christ's player, but that I don't think that's going to change the club's mentality. No, the I don't think so. I, I think. He's gonna shift into Kassar's player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, he he's got a like adapt to our system. He's got to adapt yeah. to a lot of things, and and he's adapted really well so far. But but like a young raw player always yeah. needs time. I'm he is confident. He's definitely still raw, but I he, think this he's is getting less raw by each performance. By the minute. By the minute. Yeah. All right. The next question comes from Carver Shaw, longtime listener for another program. And his question is, uh, who can replace Plata in the starting lineup? And I think he might mean more big picture than necessarily just this weekend. But I may be wrong about that. Yeah, let's talk about both of those things. I mean, obviously, like, Garcia's the man this time. Um, but in the long term, like... In the long term, I think Plata is really replacing Finley. If that makes sense. I, I totally think once Finley, with you there, but Once Finley is, is healthy... I think we see Sabo and Finley start. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it depends on the timing for me. Like, Obviously, Robbie Finley is still a very good player. Yes. Um, still young. But you don't drop Joe Plata when really he's playing is. so well. So. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that, That's true. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, I guess long-term picture, we just can't forget that Finley is also there. Yeah. So if Plata is our number one guy next to Sabo, even when Finley gets back, we have to remember that Finley can easily back him up as well. And the other thing, too, that people are forgetting is, like, Finley and Sandoval are such a great combination up top, and we haven't gotten to see that yet this year. So that's true. Oh, that's like a nice little that. weapon. I mean, people, they're they're as good together as Plata and Sabo are. They just complement each other's games. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't talked so about that. well. Like, yeah. And part of it is just because Sandoval is more of a mover and he opens up space for Finley. Yeah, but, which is exactly what he needs. Sabo will drop into to really intelligent positions, yeah. but he won't create space in the same way. Yeah. And also, probably won't see Jordan Allen this weekend. But Probably not. Jordan Allen has not done bad when he comes in for Plata. Yeah. Or comes in. Yeah, for, and, yeah, and maybe he's a more natural fit than any of the others to play he, in that yeah, spot. Yeah, he might be. I mean, positionally, having played all over, that does help him in that sort of situation, being able to, you know... To have an experience servicing the ball in the box and stuff like that. Yeah. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see if Allen ends up as a forward long term. But yeah, I don't think anyone knows what that yeah. look like. So next question. Hooray. Asa? A S A? I don't know. How do you pronounce that? Asia? No, there's an I in Asia. <laughs> okay. That's okay, those four letter words are hard. <laughs> those are not the four-letter words that Trevor Brady especially Yeah, those saying. are. Uh, maybe it's Asa, maybe it's Asia, maybe it's Asa. Uh, their question, because that's a kind of a gender-neutral name, uh, <laughs> is, does Ryan Nelson lobbying for Sabo to be suspended set a dangerous precedent, or should it be part of the game in the league? That's a really good question, actually. I don't know if it sets a precedent, uh, well, because I, it wasn't successful. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to see so it a far. lot, because... It's a, it was a dumb move. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does kind of set a precedent. precedent. Um, if more coaches try... It, it wasn't successful, which I think... Or at least it hasn't been successful yet. 
which I think is big. I think if it was successful and we saw Sabo get suspended, then it would definitely we would see it a lot more. In but I think I think that even if it, if Sabo had been suspended, the disciplinary committee with that suspension would have come out and gone out of their way to make it clear that Ryan Nelson saying that had absolutely zero to do with it. Yeah. Because he's not going to, as much as he might think that that was his motivation for saying it, he has zero influence in that situation. And other managers should know that. I'm, I'm sure other managers do know that, and that's why you've never heard, because I've never heard something like that before. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, I think it was, uh, I'm going to say Lexi Lawless, and I might have been wrong. Somebody um, compared coaches post-game, you know, doing it right. Nielsen did lobbying for the suspension saying that it was similar to players um, lobbying for, like, yellow card after a bad tackle. Um, and will that it become... That was Ryan Terry that said that. Was it Ryan? Yeah. Could have been Ryan. tweeted that earlier. It was I often Ryan. get Ryan confused with Alexi Lawless. I often do, too. They look the same. No, but they... similar. Yeah. They... Both are dreamy. That's true. <laughs> Very attractive men. Yeah. Anyways... Just thought it was interesting that comparison, um, how prevalent it is, and it was and interesting. And how the media blasts players for doing yeah, that. Yeah, media but... blasts players, but media's are media members are latching onto this Ryan Nelson thing. Like Kurt Larson, in Kurt Toronto Larson latches on loves him. He's just so excited about Ryan Nelson. Um, Kurt Larson's excited to have something to talk about with. Toronto. That's true. Yeah. So, he does great work. Yeah, he is great, but he hasn't had a real thrilling couple of years. Yeah. So, one more question, and this will be the last one mm. from. Sorry. Okay. I'm do our traditional question that has nothing to do with anything. Oh, because cool. What would a show be without that? Uh, you guys will probably address this anyways, but here it is. Do you think that we'll see a new combination up top? Or, assuming Sabo plays, is there any chance that we'll see a 4-5-1 this weekend? Instead of two strikers throwing in an additional midfielder? And... I thought about I thought about the possibility, but I'm sure it's crossed Kassar's mind. We're more dangerous when we have a like a purely attacking player that yeah. can can go into wide positions. If we had somebody, if we had Jordan Allen available, uh, who I think is a natural fit for a for a flank uh, and Louis Skill, then maybe we'd do it. Yeah. Um, but like as it stands, I don't think our squad really supports that. Yeah, we we lose any semblance of width right now. We'd have Louis Skill maybe wide, uh, but even then he's more he's better centrally. I wonder if they play Mole on wide. Uh we could, but like he looks but a more central point player. Point of the game is to run into the box from the center. Yeah, I mean put himself in good positions. Have there, have there heard anything about Sebastian? Because he could play wide too, but I don't know if he's, uh, he's still injured. Coming back yet? Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything. It's a couple weeks. Yeah. That's a bad hamstring injury, man. Yeah, well, it was a recurrence of the hamstring injury. Uh, oh, really? He trained again, and then it ah, no it good. went. He, yeah, so it's something that I think on paper, on Football Manager, could work for the team. I don't, don't think realistically. Manager, that's insanity. Come on, man. I, I don't think realistically we'll see it. I think it would be interesting. It's fun to talk about, but I don't. I think, think it's it interesting because it would really throw TFC off. Like a new team working on their thing together, new players, and RSL's yeah. the predictable team, and you always know what they're going to do. And then if they came in here and we threw a four-five-one at them, I don't know if they would know what to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think that means it's going to happen. What if we played a four-five-one with Olmos Garcia on the left wing? Olmos on the left and like Luis on the right. You mean? Yeah. 
And then mm, that could be that could Ned, be really Kyle, good. and uh, Mulholland. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's kind of the oh, only yeah. way. Yeah. That guy. Did you just choose Mulholland over Javi? <laughs> Not on purpose. Are you that guy now? I thought maybe no. Javi was tired when I mean, we needed to nap. I mean, it could be interesting. I think that's kind of the only way it would work is if you have somebody like Garcia who usually plays forward playing in the midfield so that they can get forward and kind of play in that Yeah, I mean, it, it would be like drop that. Drop back into the midfield for possession. But I don't it would think be Garcia in, is the guy to do that. It would be yeah. one of those in vogue European, you know, four two three one. Yeah, it wouldn't be yeah. like a flat four five one. It would yeah. be the four two three one. Yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah. fantastic. It's so good. I think it might be more fun with the four three two one with Hoppy and Gill up front, and then just Beckerman, Grappaboy, and you have Mulholland. I don't care. I think four, that three fun. two one. The Christmas tree. Yeah, the Christmas tree. Why not? Tree. You just wanted to bring up the Christmas tree. I didn't want to bring up the. Christmas. No, I wanted to bring up the possibility of. Oh yeah, of course the Syria guy brings up the Christmas tree formation. No, I wanted to bring up the possibility of Gil and Hobby kind of playing that. Defense. We saw that once, and it wasn't that good. It, it was it against but, Philadelphia? But again, it, it's something that might have been on paper. Yeah. Might look good. We should just do what they do in Italy and play six defensive midfielders. Six defensive midfielders, six defenders, and. Because you paid the referee forward. off, so you don't have to. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You don't have to stick to eleven. So yeah, you guys are rude. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that wraps up our questions. Yeah, Jason, you have another Thanks question for, for the, us. Yeah, uh, viewer qu- listener questions. I don't. We need to come up with something. We gotta. We have a oh. weekly question that has in a foot fun. race, but <laughs> we've already done that. We've done well, foot races. Who has better hair? We've done that. Nobody beats Ned. Trevor, do you disagree? Of course he does. Oh, that face. Oh, that face. No, 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 no. I was only thinking People maybe listen facial to this hair, show. if facial hair counts. Oh, facial hair does not count in, in the hair story. Yeah, that's, that's why. It's another thing. If you're going facial hair, hair combo, you still don't be Ned. I mean, that's true. He's got the scruff. He looks okay. like a character in a, in uh, a film yeah, about zombies. Yeah. And... He looks like Jesus. Um. <laughs> he does. Jesus versus the zombies. Yeah. Which should be a movie if it's not Ned versus the zombies. Ned really. versus the zombies. Really, what's you know the difference? At this point? Ned versus Godzilla. Ned versus Jesus. Ned versus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen the Ned's the uh, Sebastian yeah. Velasquez's hair account? Yeah. Twitter. Does that still exist? Because his hair is gone. What happened? No, to his somebody, hair? somebody yeah, made an account and basically just photoshops. Oh, yeah, yeah other players' hair onto Sebastian. Oh, it's actually pretty fantastic. This. Somebody put Sandoval's this. hair on the back of Oh, Sebastian. Sandoval's got pretty good hair, too. Yeah. Oh, and it's does. hard to rock that, like, creeper mustache. But, but Sandoval <laughs> kills it with that thing, <laughs> yeah. man. And that yeah. is just He looks friendly and not creepy. creepy. Yeah. He looks friendly and not like someone that would try to abduct your children. I think it's the glasses. He doesn't have uh, the glasses. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because it's a little thinner and it looks natural that yeah, then. Like he's true. just got the perfect face for it. He does. You know who'd be awesome with a mustache like that? Javi. If Javi just had like a real <laughs> thick black mustache, like Pancho Villa. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Joao with a mustache. I don't know if he can grow facial hair. I don't hair. think he's old enough yet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I grew facial hair at like 13, so. Which you were probably taller than him at that point. Too. No. You probably were. Well, maybe. Oh, maybe. Probably. I don't know, man. Ramondo. Ramondo could go for some facial hair. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Give him the Mondo Tim Howard beard. I mean, Aaron Mondo had some good facial hair. Yeah, yeah the goatee. Nat's, Nat's rocking the beard. I love Kyle Beckerman's scruff. Yeah. We've got a good facial hair team. We do. Everyone gives the hair credit on our team. Nobody gives the facial hair enough. Yeah, credit. we've got... It's true. Just well-kept. And it's... 
Mulholland being British probably can't grow any facial hair. I hear British so. people can't grow facial hair at all. Mm-hmm. Poor saps. Yeah. I guess. Was that, that it? I guess so. That was a fun way to end the show. Ha- happy facial hair growing, people. Happy. Enjoy. See you Saturday. Bye.